Here are some questions that come to mind when I think of social media. How do I attract more of my ideal clients? How do I create content to do that? What do I do to come up with new ideas? These are all things that I've always thought about and we're going to dive into on today's podcast. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm your host, Jules Dan, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by, I've got a, th- I've got a three-way podcast. It's a triple, pod- triple person podcast. It's the second time doing it, and I'm joined by Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin from Get Savvy Club. And they host the Marketing Made Easy podcast. So we're going to be to- we're going to be talking about all things social media today. Um, and let me introduce my guests. So Get Savvy Club helps non-techie savvy business owners attract clients using social media in less time. Anna and Anita are known for their no-nonsense, results-driven coaching style, and have helped thousands of business owners attract more clients online using social media. And all the things that we discussed today are going to be inside their freebie they're giving to you guys, which is going to be called the 37 Hacks to Social Media. I'll leave that in the description. But on today's podcast, what we're going to talk about, we'll be talking about why posting endless how-to content is probably not the best way to go. And Using simple questions like, what's your favorite biscuit? is probably a much, much easier way to get authentic engagement, be yourself, um, which is the whole point of social media. It's a party. You want to attract people at the party and then, you know, take them back to your after party at your own house. That's an analogy that I like to use with social media, but in essence, that will, that's what we're trying to do. And on today's podcast, you're going to learn heaps of tips and strategies. So, I hope you enjoy my guest today with Anna and Anita from Marketing Made Easy podcast. Hey, this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. I'm very, very, very delighted to have got a three-person interview today. I'm joined by Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin from Marketing Made Easy podcast from Get Savvy Club. Now, we're going to talk about social media marketing today. I haven't had too many people talking about social media marketing. And of course, we're going to tie it back into just two storytelling. So... Anna, Anita, thank you so much for coming on all the way from UK. How's it going? Morning. Hello. Well, evening for you, isn't it? We're that, that's right. So you've got you've got, you've got your uh, is it your first threesome on podcast? No, 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 no. Sorry, I've had a first three male three way male threesome on Zoom doing oh. this. Yep. <laughs> oh, cool. That broke the tension, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, Anita's not in her pajamas, which I'm like grateful for. Yeah, my husband went. Is it recorded? Will you wear that? I went. I can only see me from the neck up. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Guess the norm these days. Just up. Am I good from up? Yeah, it's it's good. It's sweet. So I was wondering if you guys could tell me uh, a little bit about you guys. Anna was saying you guys have been doing a podcast, 100 recently. Um, 
Yeah. How did it all oh, ha- no, we haven't it... hit hundred hundred oh, yet. We've, oh, got, sorry we've, about we've that. done we hit fifty. So, no, we've done we've hit fifty, but I was just saying when we get to hundred, we want to have a big party. But being in the UK, we're all locked down. So we're like, yeah. will we able to do it or will we have to wait until we've actually been going for a year? So yeah, since August we started the podcast. Okay. So over and how, fifty now. Not how long have you had your is it is an agency, right? That you work for? It's a social media coaching business, essentially. Uh, yep, yep. Um, so we don't, we won't do the social media for people. So we're not going to log into your yeah, uh, Facebook okay. and post I on like your behalf difference. or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, but we've been uh, running for about a year and a half now. Okay, cool. And uh, who started it? Was it a joint thing or was it one person's idea and then like ask the other person to it's, tag along? It was it's a joint thing. Well, it, yeah, you go. It, um, it started as a bit of a side hustle. So Anna was um, doing her thing and she can tell you about, you know, what she was doing. And I had, I've been in marketing like forever. Um, I'd set up on my own like a year or so ago. I was just helping small business with marketing. We kept bumping into each other. So we vaguely knew each other. Um, and I knew that Anna was really um, hot on social media and obviously marketing and strategy and content were my thing. So we said, why don't we get together and build an online program that we can um, offer out to small businesses who want to get better at social media. Yep. And uh, we said, yeah, we'll do that as a bit of a side hustle. And it just massively took over. And then we both dumped everything else we were doing and went, right, this is going to be really big. It's going to help loads of people. Let's just go all in. And one of the big kind of messages we say to people is don't confuse everyone on social media by trying to say, well, I do this and I do this and I do this. Oh, and I could do that because people yeah. just switch off. Yeah. We've got to go big on one thing. And we went, well, actually, let's practice what we preach and go big on this one thing. And, and that's how it was born, really. Yeah, because yeah. before before the Get Savvy Club, I was like, our if if we had the old me as our as a client for us I would be a nightmare because I had a recruitment business so I've been in recruitment 17 years I was like a director of recruitment business um I was also doing property sourcing because I'm interested in property doing a little bit of network marketing because the products I was using anyway so it just kind of made sense to do that and I just loved all the you know things that go with that and the the community and different Mm -hmm. uh, holidays that you get to go on and things and also I was running LinkedIn courses for my clients as well the recruitment clients so but I'd always use social media on a like from a commercial point of view because when Facebook first kind of everybody started using it I was already working um in sort of sales and needing to get to know clients so immediately I was instead of thinking oh I could just connect with old school friends I was thinking ah I could get to clients through this so I've always had that head on uh, my shoulders about um using social media so then obviously it's good to have be open to opportunities otherwise Anita and I wouldn't be working together and we were literally because I was like people need this LinkedIn course that I'm doing physically in real life seeing people do the online method why don't we buddy up and put something together we actually know each other just from the school run so we've got our daughters our oldest are um the same age they're 14 now and we used to both live in a completely different area to what we live in now and we used to just see each other on the school run literally like just to say hello to um and then both of us split up with our partners well Anita's husband my partner and we moved to completely different areas so we just were and it's actually social media that kept us connected in some really um vague way so it's actually actually it's it's a great thing to get connected and be open to opportunities but obviously at some point you've got to make you know make a claim and go right okay i'm going to do that thing and everybody saw us locally where we were doing this you know setting up get savvy club we were like you know what this is more fun than the other things we're doing uh let's just let's just go for this because anita was actually too good at the job that she that she did so because she'd already done like marketing for like 10 million years and then she started on on her own she was easily picking up clients but she was doing too good a job 
getting them quickly where they need to be, then they didn't need her anymore. So there wasn't that kind of like ongoing support. If you're, if you're great at what you're doing, you just, which is why we don't do the social media for people. Because actually, if you just help them know what to do, it's a yeah. lot easier. They can just go off and do it. I mean, yeah, once you get to a level and your business is a certain um, size, then it makes complete sense to get somebody in, get help, whatever. But when you're first starting out, if you can do this yourself in, you know, easily and in a short space of time, then yeah. it, it's going to be far better for you. So did, so did you guys start out by just saying, we won't do it for you, we will help you? Was that, was that the initial proposition? Or did you yeah. do yeah, that? No, yeah. Never. I don't really believe in like the dependency model. And as a actually, fan, let's talk about the love. Like the uh, we did uh, for a very very short period of time. We did like a done for you LinkedIn service where people could like, literally like we'd have. Was a form the that the profile. In. We didn't do. We've never done social media management. We've never things. run the social media, but we did do the setting write your profile, profile for you. Yeah. But it was yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> And we didn't enjoy doing it. And so we were like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. So we have a, a, a far better um, product now called Love Your LinkedIn Profile, where people, um, it's like a 14-day email challenge where they get an email every day for 14 days. Smart. And if they just Very do those smart. little tasks, they, their LinkedIn will be done. So, and yeah. that's like, it's not expensive at all. And it's like, people love it. And, you know, because you've got to understand why you're doing it. And this kind of help, helps them do that rather than... But the yeah. thing is that as a small it, business right. owner, nobody can understand your business as well as you or talk about it with such passion. And, you know, people buy people. And so um, unless you're like a massive corporation where you never get to see the people and it's got to be all about the product and the marketing and the branding on a small level, people are buying into you because they want, they believe in what you believe in. They believe you can offer the outcome you're telling them you can Absolutely. offer. Yeah. You believe that, you know, the heritage of your product or whatever. So you've got to get that across. So you can't outsource that to a 200 pound a month yeah. person who's sitting there yeah. who's probably got, you know, another 20 clients and is just going, oh, and it, actually it's very topical because today is pancake day in the UK. So what you have, oh. I guarantee you, I will read a million uh -huh. posts before even breakfast saying, are you having lemon and sugar or Nutella? Well, there are social media, media oh my god you don't know what how pancake is. is that going to make but, you stand out from everybody else and get yeah, your tribe to resonate and go do you know what i want to buy and because of the internet we all want experts so we don't google um pancakes you know we google i want a pancake that looks like this and is this and in whatever so you've got to be that expert and if you're just going out with that generic crap you're never yeah. going to stand out there, so i guarantee there are social media managers across the uk right now all logging into their um clients individual facebook instagram uh twitters uh linkedin and they're posting about what do you have on your pancake and jules i literally feel for you guys i know we're in lockdown and it's hard times here in the uk yeah. but at least we have pancake day so you, do, you don't have pancake day there then it's not a thing you don't uh, have pancake if, day if, have if pancake. i'm thinking about it and is that a thing it's clearly not a thing oh, it's, it's, religious, it's a religious thing isn't we've it, got the melbourne it? cup everything before you go Glorif into lent so. <laughs> the glorified yeah. day where we celebrate a horse horse race <laughs> We have, we have something what? like that as well. Yeah, well, well, well get on that day. Yeah. Well, everyone <laughs> gets pretty pancake? pissed that day. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, enough, yeah. well, well why don't you have pancakes? an honorary pancake day on us and just eat a load of pancakes today? Uh, sure, why not? Because it's seven at night where he is. <laughs> we eat pancakes I'm right? not dinner. I'm, I'm keen for dinner after this. But hey, yeah. just gonna steer the. I, I know I love the three-way conversation. <laughs> I, I got to steer the conversation <laughs> forward a little bit. Um, 
when you're working with clients, obviously different businesses, different platforms where the audience are hanging out. Uh, which platforms are you recommending? Like, well, this, like this podcast has a lot of coaches and consultants. So what social media platforms are you recommending to your clients to focus on? Well, what we teach can be used on any platform, really. But the ones that we mainly focus on are um, LinkedIn, Facebook um, and Instagram. And what we say is you don't need to be on all of those. You don't need to like, spread yourself too thin. Just pick one, uh, maybe have a secondary one, get really, really good at it um, and start getting new customers from it. Because it's not about having a presence on it. It's not about, um, you know, being where everybody else is. So a lot of people think that they shouldn't be on LinkedIn um, because it's too serious or it's too business business or there's nobody on there like them. Yeah. Um, and absolutely you should be because you're getting fantastic reach on LinkedIn. Um, and if there aren't other businesses like you on there, then that's another reason for you to get on there. Um, you know, don't be fighting for like attention on Instagram with everybody else. Um, so yeah, those are the ones that we mainly teach across. Um, and then obviously keep our eye on all the other ones. And if there's an easy way to make money on them, then we'll introduce that into our training as well. Nice. Yeah, so do you, are you, um, have you guys got Clubhouse yet over in Australia? Are you using Clubhouse we do. much? I, I'm not touching it at the moment because it's, 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 for me, it's another shiny ball and I get distracted very easily. Same. Uh, you guys, <laughs> well, that's kind of my job at the Get Savvy Club is exactly, to be the shiny ball different. chaser. <laughs> so, it's different. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, we're playing about it. Well, I'm messing about on it at the moment. But, um, but yeah, so, for example, when we've worked out a way that our clients can use it, where it doesn't take over their life and they get addicted to it and they can actually pick up clients themselves and monetize it, then we'll roll that out, which is why we get Savvy Club rather than, you know, LinkedIn course providers or Facebook because marketing is marketing and um, the principles are the same, but the platforms and and where the audience are and where the eyes and the attention are just change. So at the moment, um, you know, if it was 2012, Facebook would have had all your reach. You'd get so many people with eyes on you at Facebook. Still use Facebook because it's huge. The group functionality is brilliant. But mm-hmm. LinkedIn, 100%, like Anita said, is where the reach is. You can put a post on LinkedIn now. So, so many people can see it. Yeah. Um, and they haven't really changed that up yet. Um, they haven't really tried to massively monetize that. Um, so get on it and yeah. get, get standing out over there. And is your social media strategy to help build a list and then close them on the list or and build a relationship that way or is it to build a relationship and then have some sort of ask and then get clients that sort of way it's, we're it's all about attraction marketing, marketing. Yeah. yeah it's attraction marketing. so, it's so all in about my, my audience content. what is attraction marketing it's about making people want to come to you and want to yeah. buy from you, which is so much nicer, isn't it, than always going out selling because, you know, um, nobody likes to be sold to, but we all love to buy. So if you can make someone show them what you've done by giving, um, you know, putting in a bit of social proof of what you've done to somebody else, talk about what you do, talk about your passion, make them, it's all about no like, and trust. So if you can make somebody know, like, and trust you, and then they want that outcome that you're talking about that you get, then they'll come to you and you'll have ping, ping, ping in your inbox all day long going, I want to know more about working with you, which is a much nicer way to be than constantly saying, you know, can I, well, you know, you've been on LinkedIn, I'm sure, um, where you connect with somebody and then you get a message from them, you know, 30 LinkedIn and then just want to tell you about this. And you're just like, why would I even care? So who wants to be that spammy person? And that's not about what we teach at all. I actually made a video, a parody video about that today because it's so random. How did you? Interesting. Yeah, I linked, I, yeah. I, I added, tagged you as well, Anna. Oh, did you? Yep, yep, have a look. That was, was I asleep then though? 
like probably eight o'clock. Have a look now. But yeah, one hundred percent behind what you're saying. Um, like mm. it's it's got to be attraction marketing. That's why I love using stories, intertwining a bit of informa- information, entertainment, and you know, like using that proof to get in there. What, what would you we recommend? We love stories, don't we? As we yeah. love, you know, we love to know people. That's why reality TV is so popular because we love to get inside people's worlds and find out what makes them tick and know a bit more about them. And then, you know, then we'll go, oh God, that's interesting. I want what they're offering and they'll want to buy from you. Yeah. So what would your strategy be to a client who say like, I'm hopeless at social media. I don't have a lot of time. Um, what would, I'm, I'm sure you get that question a lot. What would you recommend to that person to like one, two, three, do these things, go. Yeah, they are exactly our clients. They are ideal clients, people that don't really want to spend a load of time on it. They don't know what to do and they don't want to learn it all at all. And, um, you know, there isn't there isn't really a like a magic wand. You can say, right, here's three things to do and you'll start making money on social media. Sure. It's not like that. There isn't. I've simplified oh, well, everything do this, on the podcast. It will work for me. You know, no, but lots of people go, well, I've tried social media and it doesn't work for my business. And you look at the LinkedIn profile and they're connected to 13 people and have tried three posts. We seem to have lost Anna somehow. Never mind. <laughs> I'll carry she'll on. come back I? in. Yeah, she'll come back in. So, um, so yeah, it's not about, um, it's, it's it, there is a three part way, actually. It's about um, being really super clear on what you do and what you offer. And it's not about, we like, quite harsh to say it's not about you no one cares about you they care about what you can do for them we all care about what you can do for me care about ourselves and our family and our loved ones so don't talk about yourself talk about how you help someone and what you can do for them Um, make sure you've um, filled up that room with all your ideal clients so your audience is big as many eyes on you as possible and then just go out consistently not just selling all the time but letting people get to know you so it's social media and people forget about the social side of it so it's just like going to a networking meeting offline but doing it online and if you went to a networking meeting and every week you were going oh do you want to buy this do you want to buy this do you want to buy this you know you'd soon be standing on your own at the coffee machine wouldn't you exactly Um, and it's just that's that's the key to social media really so it's understanding what you do um filling up your audience with ideal clients and then just consistently going out there and letting people get to know you yeah, and, and, and little quirks and ways and things like exactly, that. Well. I do this all the time. Like which, sometimes which is where storytelling will, comes in. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I will tie in. You, you might. I don't know if you do this with your clients. I'll tie in my everyday life with a value that's in my business plus a lesson and then my own opinion about something, and that's how I sort of get everything across. They're almost like email broadcasts, but but for LinkedIn f- format. Um, I don't know how, how would you recommend for yeah. someone who's like, I don't know, I'm not good at writing or I don't know how to put my personality in there or what stories. And there's a lot of questions in that, but um, these are all, I guess, thoughts going on in people's head yeah. who well, aren't as savvy at social media. Yeah. So we have um, our main thing is like a 90 day program where you take you from like, um, can't be bothered, don't know what to do to where you know what you're doing every day. It's taking you a little bit of time and then you're cracking on with your other stuff but it builds and you gradually get there without even realizing. And what we do while, while you go through that is we give you, we've got a product called Daily Dave, where basically every day we email you with a content topic and you just write a post about it and then push it out. And what you're doing without even realizing is you're kind of learning as you go and you're learning what works, how to write things, how to format them, you know, always engaging how to ask questions and you're probably writing posts where you think we do get a lot of people come back to us and go I don't understand this content topic how is this like one of them is um Mm -hmm. as simple as um what's your favorite biscuit and they're going how on earth is asking people what my favorite biscuit going to get me business on LinkedIn or on Facebook and it's we're like it's not about that it's about 
people getting to know you, like you and trust you and engage with you. And then they put it on and they go, oh my God, I've never had so much engagement on my post. Thank you so much. Lots of people are asking to connect with me now. And it's, it's like that journey of suddenly understanding it. And suddenly you know what you're doing without even realizing you've learned it kind of. Yeah. Is the biscuit is it it. any context or is it they tie it back or is it just, oh, I'm enjoying this today and, and he's a biscuit I ate. Yeah. Well, that's the thing we say, we give you the content topic. And the reason we can do that is because everybody will interpret it differently depending on your personality and how you, you like. So some people will just copy it out and put, you know, what's your favorite biscuit? Whereas other people will go, um, you know, I've been trying to give up biscuits and I can't stop thinking about this. Or some people go, oh, rich tea isn't even a biscuit. If it's not got chocolate on it's you know, and they do it in their own way. And that's how your own personality comes out. By having that topic that you've got to follow, it allows your own personality to come through um, and start the process of people getting to know you. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. I love the idea of giving them prompts, especially when they don't know what to say. Because the hardest thing is looking at a blank screen like, well... What do I write about today? And, and yeah, people love it because it, that is the hardest thing. And I think that's why people resent social media so much because they think, oh, I can't think of something. And, you know, and also a lot of people think that they need to think of something profound to put out there um, and really share great knowledge and this and the other. And actually it's social. So it's the same as if you were at work and you were just nipping to the water cooler and you starting a bit of a chat. So the, the, the and things also there's, like there's so many people out there saying be authentic and be real and all of that and you can get that but when you're sitting in front of that blank screen how how do I be authentic what is real I don't really know what that translates to so instead of just telling people what to do you kind of show them how to do it and give them the prompts to help them to do it um and so it might be something like you know what was your first job how did you get into it what did you feel what did you learn from it um you know do you think children should start working at 15 or what have you and then you can come out and that enables you to be authentic and be real without staring at that blank screen going what I don't know what authentic means what does it what am I supposed to post about yeah yeah exactly yeah, so the content, if it's a topic like and he said it's a topic it's not copy and paste this which is what a lot of social media managers will do they'll literally have like like we said earlier some social media managers will just literally right now um be do, putting the same sort of post out for every single one of their clients and then it's almost like a tick list of oh, i'll get that done and that chores out of the way and then you know they move on to this they don't actually care about the business or whatever whereas you can look at the topic and you think okay and sometimes you think oh, what i want to what's that got to do with anything but it's cycling the different types of posts that are out there and, and including as well ones where you do so i know you said earlier like you know do we get a strategy and then like sort of um, go after those people mm-hmm. well in a way you kind of do because you're building up we teach people to build up their audience of people connections and then you are going to go out with posts that do really clearly explain how like who your ideal client is how you can um, work with somebody so that actually they can think oh that sounds like me uh, and, and make it e- really easy for them to reach out and buy from you or yep. work with you or whatever it is yeah or start yep. a conversation these are all great points because one thing I mentioned, uh, I spoke with one of my clients the other day and he said, you know, I had this guy who's been watching my content for two years and initially he thought I was a jerk and admitted to me, but the more he got to know me, he's like, I get what you're saying now. And then I asked like, why are these people coming to you? He's like, honestly, I don't think it's because of the stuff I say. It's just, there's just a lot of commonality with them and they like me as a person and they just decided to do business with me. So there's some truth to that, but yeah. it also is, says that you've got well, to be consistent in the, you're in, and show up. You're in front of them. 
Yeah, and you're in front of them every day and we buy products because we see them, which is why when you go to the till at the supermarket, they've got all the chocolate bars. You haven't gone in wanting that, but it's there and you go, oh, well, I'll have that. So if you see someone in, in your feed every day, um, you know, we like familiarity. We like to feel like we know people. And if you see that person every day, you feel like you know them. And then eventually you'll go, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. Yeah. So, so do you recommend to post most days every day? One, yeah, yeah, at you least put something Sunday. out every single day. I mean, don't beat yourself up if one Sunday you forget, you know. Um, but every single day, I, to be fair, I probably don't do it every single day. <laughs> I do but, yeah. every now and then. I'll, I'll skip a day, but you know, we've been doing these things for years, so we can just. Um, oh my god, my PC just says like your PC ran into a problem and needs to. Oh, that doesn't sound. But like if it. your it's post is just if your post is just saying, you know, um, what is your favourite biscuit? How how that's like a minute out of your day, isn't it? And then you've got to go back and you've got to reply when people comment. Um, yeah. You've got to go back and reply to their comments, or it's just rude, isn't it? Um, it's like someone talking to you at a networking meeting, you just walking off. So um, you've got to go back in and do that. But five minutes here, five minutes there. It shouldn't. If your take, if your social media is taking up a load of your day, or even taking up a load of your mind space, then you need someone to help you um you know take that burden off and just say right here's what you need to do and then forget it and move on yeah i gotta ask yeah, you a and question also sorry about, um, continue i think sorry, sorry. I, was, I was just gonna ask but you go first because i've got a good, good question so i know you're gonna add something to anna yeah i was just gonna say what a lot of people do is they build it up as being a lot more than it is in their head and they think right i'm gonna sort out my social media so then they do like hours each day for like a, like a week and then they just disappear then they get busy and they disappear for like two weeks and that's that will really punish you on the algorithm so just doing a tiny bit each day is far better than you know boom and bust constantly so yeah just wanted to add that yeah yeah that, that's all good that's good. so obviously consistency every day does that mean let's just say i'm on linkedin does that mean a post every day or a story every now and, or just like just got to be something the post every day i mean no one really people don't really use though i was quite excited when i had saw the linkedin stories um but people don't use them massively what is great which has only just come through is the linkedin stories let you connect um a link now um and then it's got a see more function at the bottom so oh, you've kind kidding? of got to put in the story that there is a link there but that's only just come so that's great in terms of so we have a um a download about 37 social media hacks download so always be kind of keeping a story on a loop there with that link on to be like grab our lead magnet grab our you know if we wanted to we could always be putting that out there so yes it's, it's, it's good in terms of getting links and directing people to where you need to direct them to yeah i've always wondered but yeah da daily posts are the best. i found that we while we're on the topic of stories even like i try to do a soft ask like just ask a question like what question you want to be covered the next day sometimes that gets a response um but yeah it's i don't feel like a lot of people are viewing stories <laughs> what do you guys find? they don't view them because it's not the natural thing to do is it it's kind of something you've got to go out of your way to remember to go and do um so because i well just to gain the system um i sometimes go on stories um because it just continues all the people's stories doesn't it whether you're looking at it or not <laughs> so I sometimes go on stories and make a cup of tea and then um, come back later and I've not actually viewed the stories but obviously LinkedIn thinks that I've just power gone through loads of stories and then obviously it will show them my my things 
um, you know, I'll be able to see more of their posts. They'll be able to see more of my posts. But I just think, unlike when you jump onto Instagram, the stories are the first thing that jump up and you want you click to them. LinkedIn's format, like the way that it's that they've done, it's it's like anything with LinkedIn, really. They try and do things, but as awful as it sounds, I don't think they've got the best team behind them. Um, oh. Maybe they just don't care because they're making up money off of people that um, you know go and buy premium when they don't need to so maybe and his profile like, will suddenly be like deleted oh. next yeah time like shadow banned or whatever they call it but um <laughs> yeah they do because they i mean the groups suck on linkedin they've tried stories it's crap so um but you know if they can get people to buy sales navigator if they can buy people by the way we don't tell anybody to buy anything we say you you can do everything all of our stuff that we teach is organic so when people come to us they buy the program and we're not going to go right you need to buy this now and this now and this now we, what we teach is to get everything the foundational stuff right first nothing wrong at all we use facebook ads nothing wrong with taking things to the next level and spending money on things but until you've got everything and people are buying from you organically you can't throw any amount of money at it and it'll work because you need people to buy into and like and the stuff that you do already to work first um, on an organic yeah. level and then you can you know then you can wrap it up if you want with ads and different things but yes yeah, so we say to people don't waste money on linkedin but i'm sure linkedin make enough money by people going oh i'll just have a 30-day trial and then just getting in that loop of paying that monthly amount so but yeah they're just not that great at um the groups and they're not like great stories but they don't really need to be and their reach is fantastic so that's what you've got to think about from the user's perspective really well so well, i, I want to actually counter you because groups are awesome and sales navigator awesome are good together because you just pick this pool of people who are hyper targeted and it's super easy to find the right connections but other than that they're pretty lousy <laughs> yeah but oh you mean in terms of the group yeah so when i used to do recruitment i did financial recruitment and i joined like and i used to place a lot of purchase ledger clerks so i joined mm -hmm. a group called purchase ledger clerks and they let me join don't know why because i'm not a purchase ledger clerk and then obviously that was just a pool of people that i go out and you know headhunt for jobs that I was filling at the time but it depends what your end game is really um and like we said earlier dming people just spamming them the same thing doesn't really doesn't work unless you've got a, a decent system behind it so um did you have sales navigator then you pay yep. for that and you um, yep. that i've got a strategy behind yeah. it outside of the scope of this yeah. podcast so i mean i'm interviewing but, you guys yeah oh okay so i mean we're not saying doesn't work but we just make sure because a lot of the people we work with they haven't nailed their ideal client yet they haven't nailed exactly what yeah. they haven't got a clear end game so it'd be no point in them spending money on something or joining groups or whatever there's just more faffing and more wasted money and time and whatever we've got to get they get the foundations right with us and then maybe then if they want to move on to more sophisticated strategies then there's nothing wrong with that um but you know that's not the bit that we yeah. kind of teach yeah so so just my audience as well um you mentioned knowing your target audience is obviously a key foundational thing and the reason why is so that like you know the pain points you know what they're going through you know what to ask and that way you don't sound like you like you're just tone deaf when you're trying to you know connect with them what are some other foundational things that people would have to get right to make your system work i hand this off to anita um well i think yeah, I think basically understanding, like you just say, understanding who you're talking to and how you help them. And so many people say, yeah, I've got my ideal client. It's anyone who's 20 to 50, a uh, man or woman. And you're like, well, that's not an ideal client. And um, an ideal client needs to be an individual person. So you need to almost picture them. They almost need to be 
Um, you can uh, you, you can draw a picture, you can write their characteristics, and you can stick them on the wall, and that's who you're talking to. And all of that foundational bit needs to be there. And then, like I said before, it's about what you do for them, not about what you do. Because if you just want to talk to somebody about what you do, that's going to be really boring for them. And so, you know, we've talked about LinkedIn quite a lot. And just in the UK alone, I think there's something like 27, 28 million adults on there. Um, and so everybody's talking about what they do why are you even going to stand out so by understanding your ideal client by understanding how you help so one of the things we say is um you know talk to your ideal client and ask them you know why they're interested in or next client ask them why they bought from you and what you've done for them and then listen really careful to the actual words they say so one of the things we talk about is um you know learn how to stop faffing on social media because somebody said that to us and said i feel like all i do is faff on social media and if one of your ideal clients is feeling like that then everybody else will relate to that who you want to work with and you know you can help and that's how they're going to like be engaged by your content because they're going to go oh my god they're inside my mind they understand me so well and if people feel you understand the problem they automatically feel you've got the solution for them and you're kind of one step ahead towards that yeah. working relationship as well exactly yeah. and it's Why something then? that people have got wrong since like sorry it's something that people got wrong since like time began so years ago when I very first started out in recruitment and I used to have to I worked for a company that I've been around for years and I used to have to go out with like the um the, like on client meetings and things with the director and he would always want to talk about how um how long that business had been going and how established we were and blah blah and even I as a kid going along to that you think this is boring why is that of interest of the person that we're speaking to they want really it'd be far better if we asked about their business what they do and what they what their outcomes are and what you know I knew that already like when I was a kid but these you know but these it kind of it's the problem with business sometimes is people just want to shout try and chat the loudest about how great they are in their business and what they do and how long they've been going. And actually the world's changed now. It's not like we used to trust things because they've been along, around a long time. It's like, yeah, it's you know, we join a bank, wouldn't we? And we'd just be with the same bank for years. Whereas now it's like, that's just insane to stay with that same bank that you had just because they gave you a piggy bank when you were like seven, when you've got banks like Starling around now that are just, you know, a million times better online banking and things. So um, but it is that kind of thing and it's about getting and it's simple to us because we've done marketing for years but to somebody that's always worked in corporate at a desk nine to five working somebody else never marketed themselves now wants to take they're great at whatever they, they do but they just want to now get do do the thing for themselves but they've never they've never sat in marketing they've never marketed themselves so this stuff is actually revolutionary to them because they've never thought and they've been going out saying i've done this thing for 18 years and i you know i know xyz it's like, nobody cares what's the outcome that you can provide for the person so we kind of help people understand that in a really easy way and then implement it on their social medias to get people to come to them so is that is that what daily dave helps pull it out or what more can you spill the secrets for my audience to help them achieve the how? Well, first thing, have a look at your LinkedIn profile and see what your headline says. If your headline says, like Anita's, if he, if her said co-founder of Get Savvy Club, what does that even mean to anyone ever? Like what's Get Savvy Club? She's a co-founder. What, like, what even does that mean? But it doesn't say that. It would say have a think about who you help and change the headline instead of because if you don't populate it if you don't change it it would just say what your title is so managing director of this company or owner of this company if you change it to who you help and how 
then immediately, and that follows you around everywhere on LinkedIn. So if I was to comment on your post that you tagged me in, Jules, when I go and see it later, it will say, the first few lines say, I help tech dinosaurs uh, with the social media. I've just changed it. I'm playing up. I'm messing about with that at the moment because a lot of our people call themselves tech dinosaurs so uh, or non-tech savvy and things. So So what does the perfect LinkedIn post for you look like? Um, do you know what? I think one of the things people get wrong that I see time, well, two things that people get wrong with LinkedIn posts. One is they kind of puke the words out onto the post all in one big paragraph um, yes. and actually because of the internet and because of TV and things like that, our attention spans are so oh, short yeah. these days that we're not going to look at a big box of text and go, okay, I'll dive right into that. I've got no idea what it's about, whether it will help me or whether it will even interest me, but I'll dive right in and give it a go. Nobody's going to It's like danger. That. Get away yeah, from it. Yeah, it is. It's just like, you don't even see it. You just keep scrolling. So one of the most important things we tell people is white space. And you'll know about this as oh, a yeah. copywriter, but oh, yeah. you know, write a sentence and then just hit return and put a bit of white space in and then write another sentence and then hit return and have another blank line in between there. So all you're asking the reader to do is commit to those five or six words in that one sentence. And if they like that, they can move on to the next five or six or seven or eight or nine words in the next sentence. And so you're only ever asking for a split second of their time. And before they know it, they've got to the end and they've read the whole post. So yep, how you absolutely. put it on is really important. And then the other thing is it's about um, engagement. So we say to people, before you post, go into like five or six other posts and try and engage with them and write something on them because you're basically you're warming up that algorithm um, the, the platform will reward you for being loyal to the platform, for being on the platform. Um, and then by the time you put your post out, it will give you more reach. But some people do that and I do it and you look and trying to find a post that you can engage with is hard work because people just write closed off sentences. They want to tell you about, you know, I want to tell you about this pencil. It's yellow and it's red and you can write with it. And that's it. Well, how, apart from going, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. If you read your, if you, yeah, if you read your post and it, you think if somebody else read it, they think, so what? And you need to change your post. So, so the just, key things you know, are, you know, think about your head. It's like a, like a ragtop newspaper. Think about your headline that's going to draw somebody in um, and then put whatever it is you want to put and then finish with a question and say, you know, what are your yep. experiences around this or how do you feel about this or have you ever seen it? And allow people to engage with you. And they, they're like the two key tips about um, posting, I think. Yeah, de definitely. That intriguing headline. I love to use controversy all the time. Yeah. Um, that's the best thing ever. There's a lot. I used to of do it when I, um, when I worked in corporate marketing, I'd reported into the MD and he was really busy and uh, he never read any. He had like 3000 outstanding emails all the time and I'd need him to read my email to like do whatever. So I'd, I'd write headline subject, email subjects like um, 40 and still naughty check this out and he'd open it and I'd hear him swearing from his office down the corridor because I'd be like right now I've got your attention I just want to talk about this boring work thing and he'd be like oh for god's sake but it's about you know that clickbait I guess I thought it was gonna get lucky yeah yeah I thought it was gonna be a great picture but um but yeah so it's just about how to grab someone's attention and don't do it in a clickbait way where you, you're doing that and then you're talking about something yeah. different no bait switches got to be no congruent. exactly but you know how are you going to grab someone's attention in a world where everything is vying for people's attention all the time and yeah. our brains have to filter out like 90 percent, don't we filter out a massive percentage of what we see and hear and read every day because otherwise we'd just go and explode wouldn't we yeah. yeah yeah another great tip is um 
make sure that you're not putting external links into your posts on LinkedIn, because if you're putting a YouTube um, link in there or a Facebook link, or, you know, if you're looking to take people off of that platform onto another platform, they're not going to like you very much for it. LinkedIn want you to stay on LinkedIn. So if you do want to direct somebody to another link, um, maybe you're talking about something that you're doing, maybe you've done a YouTube video, maybe you've done a podcast and you want to share the podcast, put that link in the comments um, so yeah. then it won't mess up with the algorithm. That's a great one because I see that all the time where people have just shared something from Facebook or they're trying to get people to send them something. I think you're just not going to get any uh, any reach. We just started working with our new, new sort of group of program clients and um, we... Um, encourage them to share share the post so we can see what they're up to and they're all a lot of them are making that mistake already because i haven't got to that bit where we've taught them that yet and i'm like oh and i have to stop myself to think right okay we're going to get to that very very soon but that, it's just little things like that that you might think oh my posts are just not getting any traction and it's not it's, it's just because you know linkedin don't want you to take people over to facebook they don't want you to take people to your youtube channel or whatever they want you to stay on that on the platform for the longest time so they're not going to let anybody see that post because of that reason exactly now i want to do a brilliant segue here so if people want to keep them staying their users staying on linkedin an intriguing post learn all the secrets from you where is the best place to learn all that stuff from you guys we've got our podcast uh, marketing made easy so we go out um twice a week we do once we do an interview with someone who um, we try and learn their marketing tips and success and secrets and things like that. And we get yep. them to recommend a book. And then uh, once a week, we do the Savvy Quickie, where we um, keep it to 10 minutes or under. And we give you an actionable marketing tip that you can take away. And because too often I listen to this stuff or I read this stuff and it tells you exactly what you need to do, but not how to do it. And it really used to frustrate mm. me. So we kind of pride ourselves in saying, look, here's something you can take away and get a really quick win with. So if you check out our podcast, that's one way. We've also got a Facebook group. Get Savvy Club, um, that's free Facebook group, um, and you can go into that, and we're in there um, and give lots of tips away. Unsurprisingly, we're uh, on all social media platforms as well, so you can find us on LinkedIn, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Obviously, as Anita said, there's a Facebook group that's free with a lot of um, stuff in there, and the, the, if you're listening to this, you're a podcast listener too, so you're better off just going ahead and um, listening to our podcast as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to leave all the, all the links in the description and your freebie for my audience is the 37 social media hacks. Yeah. yeah. It's our most popular freebie. Um, and it Tell basically just loads of hints and tips and things like not putting, you know, links in, um, into your posts, put them in your comments and just little things like that, that you, if you don't know, you don't know to ask the question. So it's just like loads of little things that you can take away and start implementing straight away. Oh, cool. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on Storytelling Secrets. I really enjoyed your time. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thanks for listening to the show. That is it. If you want to grab the resources that we spoke about, the 37 hacks to social media that Anna and Anita have provided, you'll find that in the description below. Uh, and that's it. If you, enjoy, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Let me know. So hit subscribe. <laughs> subscribe and I uh, really appreciate that because every every little review every time you hit subscribe more people get to see this great content so if you enjoyed it other people will too other than that thanks for joining uh, thanks for joining me on storytelling secrets today I'm your host Jules Dan thanks for tuning in I'll see you on Monday for the solo show bye for now